Hello and welcome to the Conversation Podcast. I'm Tara Hatfield, Education Outreach Coordinator with QSource. And I'm Don Gettinger, Quality Improvement Advisor with QSource. Today we're talking with Pooja Kothari from X4. Pooja, would you like to tell us more about yourself? Sure. Hi, Tara, and hi, Don. My name is Pooja Kothari, and I'm a nurse by background. I've worked in public health and quality improvement for the last about 10 years. Um, I work for X4 Health and provide subject matter expertise with health equity, especially related to the intersection between health equity and quality improvement and measurement. We're so excited to have Pooja here with us today to talk about culturally and linguistically appropriate services, or CLASS. CLASS has become an increasingly important part of patient care and ensuring the best patient outcomes. So this is a very timely conversation. So thanks again, Pooja, for joining us. Of course, glad to be here. So as Tara mentioned, CLASS means culturally and linguistically appropriate services. The CLASS standards, there's like a overall principle standard for CLASS, which really highlights the importance of understanding and responding to diverse cultural language and communication needs. And when we talk um, about the class standards that cover kind of governance, leadership, and workforce, you know, one of the things that those standards cover is things like organizational governance and leadership, recruiting and promoting culturally and linguistically diverse governance, leadership, and workforce, as well as educating, training, and the workforce in culturally and linguistically appropriate policies and practices on an ongoing basis. So I'll talk a little bit about kind of that particular standard that covers governance, leadership, and workforce. And basically, you really need organizational buy-in to help set the tone from top down and involve staff at all levels to implement class standards. And so, you know, making sure that you have the organizational mission and values reflect the importance of class standards is, is really key and then having kind of the plan with the strategies in place to help advance the class standards. So it helps staff across parts of the organization know that the organization is really committed to um, these standards and it reinforces the need for training and promotion of these standards. So as an example, um, you can have you know, a security guard at the front desk at a healthcare organization who is trained and familiar with class and is aware that there might be translation services available at the organization and someone who walks in with limited English proficiency you know, is able to receive those services or be directed to the appropriate services just because staff at all level are trained and who to reach out to and where to find the right person. Or you can have a registrar who's, you know, doing intake and really understands the importance of class and has forms available in multiple languages so that when someone with limited English proficiency may walk up and speaks a different language, they're able to help them out and make sure that those kinds of things are done, um, taking into account the patient's uh, needs and preferences. Just to kind of provide a little more context, we know that patients with limited English proficiency and lower health literacy face disparities in care. And it's evident in health outcomes. There is research on what people face uh, with regards to longer hospital stays, readmission rates, poor outcomes um, regarding kind of patient medical errors. And that's just a few. So it's really important to focus on patients with limiting English proficiency and have the organization really reflect the class standards throughout the entirety uh, of the organization. 
It's also really important to have a staff diversity that reflects the community that an organization serves. Um, this actually allows cultural awareness and competence to be strengthened. And it's not just, you know, staff, it's leadership, it's providers, front desk staff. But diversity in the staff alone is not sufficient. You need members of staff to be trained about cultural competency and really understand why, it, why it's important. So as an example, some organizations make sure that they have internal staff that are bilingual in the languages that their communities speak. And this ensures that there's appropriate levels of interpreter services available on staff to really address the needs of that community and that patient population. Another way to ensure that policies reflect cultural competency is really incorporating training with regards to new hire orientation so that when new staff members are onboarded, there is, you know, that training front and center, and it highlights the organizational commitment to class and, and really trying to help the, the needs of the patients that are being served. That's excellent. We know that buy-in from leadership is essential to any change in an organization. So can you expand upon maybe some strategies to get that buy-in from an organization for their class efforts? Sure. So, you know, like I mentioned, having organizational leadership set the tone is really important. And, you know, as leaders, if you're not addressing things that are fundamentally important to patients and affect their care, then it really can impact outcomes as well as impacting patient experience. It could impact the quality metrics that are being tracked. So when you think about buying from organizational leadership, it's really important that leaders recognize that if they are to serve the patients in the best way to make sure they're optimizing patient outcomes and, and minimizing errors and trying to make sure that the patient experience is really enhanced, then leaders do need to recognize that having culturally appropriate and linguistically appropriate services is really key to that because you're recognizing basically that your population base is diverse and you're recognizing that you do need um, different levels of cultural competence and training within your staff, as well as your leadership. It also kind of shows your community that you recognize and see that and you care about them. And overall, it just improves the, the patient experience, which I think leadership does really care about and, and thinks is important. Thank you, Pooja. You mentioned earlier about the, you know, incorporating cultural competency into new hire training as one way to kind of incorporate class into the policies. Do you have some other examples about how to incorporate class into the organization's policies? Having training and training at all levels is really important. So making sure that staff are aware of the types of services that are available in the organization. So whether it's, you know, interpreter services, Another part of class is making sure you're collecting a relevant patient demographic data. And there's a lot of training related to that so that the staff members are understanding why you're collecting that information. And then they're able to explain to patients, you know, why that being done. So I think, you know, just making sure that that there is that training available and there is a space for staff to really understand the importance of class and also to ask questions and contribute themselves. Staff coming to an organization have their own backgrounds and diversity. And so, you know, there could be staff members who have some interesting ideas about 
how best to incorporate class standards that should be thought about. So, you know, having that space so that people can really contribute, I think, is one way. It can be part of an organizational's policies and also embodied by the people who are being asked to implement it. That's great information. Thank you so much. Pooja, have you heard of any best practice examples about an organization that identified the population that they were serving in a way to recruit somebody from that population to be at that organization? Yes, actually, um, I just had come across an interesting example of an organization that was hoping to bridge gaps in Native American healthcare. And so what they did was they formed a department to promote education and outreach to you know, local Native American communities. And one of the things that they did was they hired um, someone from that community. And the person's role was to basically conduct outreach and kind of serve as a resource coordinator. But it was also to educate hospital staff on doing their work in more culturally informed ways the person was able to basically help educate staff on, you know, particular differences in family structures, cultural norms, and, you know, communicate that information to the staff uh, via different trainings. And it was a great way to kind of have someone from the community really reflect back on some of the gaps that were um, encountered in training and in provision of these services. So I think that was really a, a very interesting and unique way of, you know, kind of incorporating cultural competence and training from within a community, including that training component. So you're actually being trained by someone who is a member of the community and can really speak to um, some of the things that they're seeing or not seeing. Pooja, thank you so much for sharing your insight and expertise with us today. And listeners, thank you for joining us for the conversation. If you have any questions about class or how you might be able to implement that in your own organization, feel free to reach out to us at QSource and we'd be happy to help. And we hope that you join us again for future conversations. 